Hi, it's Claudia and you're listening to episode number five. In this episode, we go for a short visit to India where my next guest is currently staying. You'll hear the story of Vinita Salame. She is a talented travel and portrait photographer who spent her youth in Japan and India and came to the Netherlands about 20 years ago. She shares how she sees the world through her lens as a business owner, but also as a mom of a teenage boy, while inspiring others to mindfully capture the beauty in life, even in uncertain times. Welcome to the Multi Woman and Co podcast, the place where we will cross cultures and time for refreshing insights on life, love, and leadership. I'm your multicultural host, Claudia Gunn. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Multi Woman and Co podcast. Today's guest is my friend, Vinita Salome, who is a portrait and travel photographer. She grew up in Japan, spent her youth in India, and now she lives with her teenage son in the Netherlands. Three different countries with three extremely different cultures. In this episode, you'll hear more about her background story, how she defines gratitude and loving life, even during uncertain times like now because of the pandemic and how we can use mindful photography as a way to deal with this time. Besides, Finita has, a, has developed a serene way of living, which is, I think, always so inspiring. Hi, Finita, how are you? Hi, Claudia, I'm fine, how are you? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm happy to have you here because we've known each other for about 10 years now yeah it's quite quite a while i think uh yes i think it's about 10 years now and we've met i think twice once yeah, in, in real life yes i think yeah once in utrecht and once at your home in gouda yeah that's true yeah yeah that was a long time ago yeah <laughs> yes very long time <laughs> And, um, but we stay, we stayed in touch online via social media and I followed you, uh, on, so yeah, on Instagram and Facebook, but we, yeah, and we kept in touch as well throughout the years, I think. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, we reconnected uh, recently because, um, yeah, I always, found found your uh, back, background story so interesting and so Thank you. yeah so special maybe you can uh, tell more about your background because you were born in japan is that right yes i was born in uh, in uh, in okinawa that's the south of japan and i lived there till uh, i was seven years old and then uh, we moved to a city called Kobe. It's a port. Mm-hmm. And um, I stayed there for, I mean, I was in school there. My, well, my whole high school life, school elementary and high school life, uh, we were there. And when I turned uh, 17, I moved to India for about uh, 
13 years. Yeah. And then I lived in India for 13 years, Pune, where I'm currently in the sense I'm, uh, I live in the Netherlands currently. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the Netherlands for the last 20 years. But while we're recording this, I'm, I'm in Pune. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's also yeah. monsoon season, right? Right now. Or- right. Yeah, it's, it's monsoon season and I'm sorry for the noise because, uh, you know, but that's India for you and uh, you probably get the taste of India by hearing everybody honk outside. <laughs> uh, well, I don't hear any noise, but if we do, then it's more, um, <laughs> it's more interesting. Yeah. So those are, that's basically my, um, uh, my background and uh, the Netherlands is the longest, uh, yeah, I've lived long, I've lived the longest in the Netherlands. But you have Indian roots, right? Yes, both my parents are Indian and uh, my brother still lives in Japan. Mm-hmm. So we're all, and my mom lives in uh, Pune in India and so we're all over the place currently. Yeah, and how did you, yeah, how did you come in Japan? Uh, my father had his business, so uh, he was already there um, mm-hmm. in Japan. He had his own business, and uh, my mom and my father were there already. And uh, both my brother and I were born there. And uh, my father continued to run his business from Japan mm-hmm. until uh, there was an earthquake in '97, yeah. uh, the big Hanshin earthquake. And then uh, he decided to come back to India. That's when. Uh, most of us left so uh, my father uh, sorry we left first and then my father uh, followed after that uh-huh. and comparing to these three countries you you've lived um, do you prefer a country or yeah a lot of people ask me that you know where is home you know but uh, I find the each country has I'm home in all of the countries like when I go to uh, Japan, you know, the, the elevators start talking to me and I feel like I'm home, you know. And when I'm in India, it's like, um, I'm really excited to be here because I have a lot of friends here, like, you know, from, uh, from my uh, college years. And uh, there's something about India, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with it, but there's something about India that always draws me back. And uh, and the Netherlands, when I go back home, example, for example, when... Uh, I've been to India and I've been back to the Netherlands. I go back to the Netherlands. I feel, I also feel like I'm home because, you know, I've been there for 20 years. And of course, you know, there's certain part of uh, myself that's become like this Dutchified person, right? So there's like this Japanese side of me, this Indian side of me and the Dutch side. So when I come to India, it's, uh, it's yeah, but you're too straightforward. For an Asian, but when you're in uh, when you're in Holland, uh, you're not straightforward enough. So <laughs> because of the Asian side, so I mean, it's always a catch twenty two. But it's uh, I consider uh, you know it a privilege to have experienced uh, all these countries. Yes, exactly. And yeah, because you you travel a lot. I mean, um, you own your own business. When did you start your business yes. photographer? Um, I used to work in a travel agency when I first came to the Netherlands. And in uh, 
2004, I had my first uh, photo exhibition in The Hague. And, uh, and I officially opened my business in 2005, 2000, uh, sorry, 2006 in May. Mm -hmm. And I only started working on my business after my son was uh, one years old. So it's been quite a long time that I'm, I have officially had a business, but over the years, the business has evolved. Yeah. Uh, and evolved in many ways. And you have, a spe you have also a special, um, your clients are also very multicultural. Yeah. For, uh, most, mostly, yes. I have expats clients and uh, clients who, you know, who, who live in several places, who travel a lot. Mm. Most of my clients currently are, um, yes, from uh, all over the world. Mm, that's absolutely a beautiful group of people to connect with. And how does gratitude relate to your work as a photographer when it comes to capturing the world around you? Well, in the, um, what, what I like to say is that, you know, I show people beauty mm -hmm. uh, and both in their, uh, their own, both their own beauty through their portraits, which is business and branding. Uh, and um, you know, I have family portraits and uh, travel photography. So I show people their, both their own beauty through portraits and of the world through, through travel photography. Mm -hmm. So, and that will make you, when you have your images, that will make you fall in love with yourself. And if it's with travel and uh, eventually with life as well. Yeah. And that's how um, I would like to look at things. And uh, in terms of uh, gratitude, uh, I have, uh, you know, this, we talked about this course that uh, I had created through the pandemic. Yes. And it's called uh, Life Through Your Lens. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, a photography course that's based, uh, based on gratitude. And uh, through observing your, um, you know, your uh, immediate surroundings, mm -hmm. you... Um, you know, you basically are grateful for what is happening around you, even though you know, currently it's a, it's a tough time and yeah. there's a lot of uncertainty in our, all our lives. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you concentrate on the, on the smaller things that's right in front of you, you're able to, uh, you know, deal with the, the bigger things that, that, that are happening in the world. At least that's how I find that it works for me. So if I, um, you know, as a photographer and as a human being, I think I, I have noticed things. It's just who I am. And, uh, you know, when you notice that Sunday or the cloud or, you know, one of the ladybug on the floor or a butterfly flying, you know, I, it just brings uh, joy into your life, you know. And when you have that joy and that, that moment of happiness and then Absolutely. you can yeah. take that, you know, into, into your world afterwards. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. uh, I think it's a beautiful practice to focus on the beautiful things. And um, yeah, as we also spoke about, um, yeah, gratitude and loving life is always, I think, a long, uh, long life practice. Yeah, but for sure. Is. I think, uh, yes, please. Sorry. No, no problem. But I think it's uh, sometimes um, it can be difficult. Um, so 
We also talked about, um, the, I mean, photo photography is a, is a way to practice this. Mm -hmm. But we also know that um, it's, a, it's a way of life or it's, it's also a state of mind. I mean, even when we face uh, difficult times, um, there is something about the mindset. How do you experience that? But in my case, I um, I read this book from uh, Oprah Winfrey called uh, This I Know for mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine actually uh, presented it to me. And uh, I really enjoyed that book. And in that book, she said, uh, Oprah Winfrey had said that she um, writes a gratitude diary. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, un until that point, I did think that my base, uh, you know, I, I did show gratitude. Uh, in my life, but when I started uh, adopting the practice of uh, having a gratitude diary on a daily basis, mm -hmm. I realized that, um, you know, it changed how I uh, looked at things. Yeah. And of course, you know, I have, a, I know, like everybody else, I have a tendency, you know, to uh, to fall, fall off the bandwagon and, you know, of course, you know, complain or things like that, but, you know, it brings me back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's to, human, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, and uh, you know, but it brings me back the the practice of the fact that I have, you know, I not I don't have to, but I choose to mm -hmm. uh, sit in the morning and um, write. You know, my gratitude diary uh, has really helped me. You know, see 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 the world uh, differently in the sense see whatever it's around me and whatever is happening, uh, you know, it's not just happening, you know, to me as such, you know, it's happening, it's there, I can see it and I can find gratitude in, um, in, in, in many things in life. And then, uh, you know, your heart becomes full with that. Yeah. And it's also taking the things as it, as they are. Do you see, um, the difference between uh, gratitude and acceptance, or is it the same? Well, I think it, all of it is a process in the, uh, because all, all the human emotions for me are, you know, they're present in me as well. You know, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I'm a passionate person, you know, I could, on the road in, in, uh, in India, I can be angry at shouting at somebody else at one time and um, be, you know, be grateful for the fact that uh, there has been uh, you know, in, through this because the pandemic is really bad here. You know, and uh, yeah. the fact that uh, everything is running and we still have you know food, fresh food, fresh vegetables, and everything. You know, you it's I think a moment to moment thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, through my Buddhist practice, also I find that um, it's anchored in me. You know, to 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 see that I can, of course, you know, it's it's a practice. Like you know, like like every exercise, like a sport is a practice. And I find this to be a practice as well. Yes, I totally agree with you. I also remember that, um, that when I visit you in, uh, in your home in Gouda, uh, yeah. we were a bit early and you, you told me um, if I could wait for a second because, or second, um, a minute because um you had to meditate first 
I was co- I'm probably closing my prayers or something. Oh yeah, we're closing your prayers. Yes. But yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was so beautiful because yeah, you are so devoted. Are you still meditating? Yeah, I mean, I chant basically. I mean, I've been uh, in, been introduced to the practice through my mother. She uh, practiced when uh, she was introduced to the practice herself when she was in India. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, when she was in Japan. In Japan. I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, in Okinawa, she was introduced to the practice, and um, she's been, uh, you know, an active um, member of uh, the Buddhist organization. It's called Nichiren Daishonin Buddhism, mm-hmm. and the organization is called Soka Gakkai International. And uh, my mom's been an active member uh, for now 51 years, I think. Wow. And uh, it's been the pillar of her life, and through her life, she has shown, um, you know, me and uh, our family uh, what it is to have faith and conviction and uh, of course uh, that's a daily practice too mm-hmm. and uh, I chant in the morning and uh, in the evening and uh, yeah the prayers are there their prayers a certain part of the Lotus Sutra there are certain chapters of the Lotus Sutra that I recite mm-hmm. in the morning and the evening and I chant in the morning and, evening, and as well as in the evening Wow, beautiful. Uh, can you tell a bit more about the purpose and the effect of chanting? Is it a way to connect with your true self, for example? Uh, I, yes, I, I think it's um, to be in touch uh, with your, your true self and uh, also basically to be in touch with the rhythm of the universe. It's the basis of... Uh, uh, the nature nationalist Buddhism is about um, the law of cause and effect, the mystic law of cause and effect. And by chanting Namyoho Renge Kyo, the idea is to be in rhythm with the universe. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have the green lights every day, right? When you're driving the car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things like that. When you're at the right time at the right place. Yes. And, exactly. uh, like that. I mean, that's, of course, a small uh, example, but, uh, and of course, life doesn't work out always like that. So that's where I find that, you know, the gratitude practice helps them, you know, so it's all incorporated. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So you are now in India, but um, you're going back to, um, to the Netherlands. Yes, I've been here since the end of July. Uh, my mom was ill, so we came on an emergency flight. Mm-hmm. And uh, currently there are no flights back. So we're waiting for, um, we're waiting to co- uh, go back to the Netherlands. Yeah. And we're planned to leave uh, in the middle of October. I believe the situation is not so great in Holland currently. No, especially in the West. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that where you are? No, I'm... No, I live here in uh, in the east of the Netherlands, and uh, okay. that's um, that's okay. But okay. Um, yeah, the situation in uh, Randstad, yeah, big cities where also the I I think um, no, it's um, especially in the university cities where many students oh. are. There there are many of yeah. um, uh, Corona cases. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I hope it settles down quickly, right? 
Yes, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, but you have a teenage son, and I also have a, teen a teenage son. Um, yeah. Yours is 11, right? Did you say 11? No, 12. he's 12. <laughs> already 12, yeah. He's already 12, yeah. 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 But um, how do you raise him? I mean, um, is, um, do you also raise him in a way that, um, that he is aware of his roots? Or is it more uh, how to be a good human? Well, I, um, first of all, uh, yeah, in terms of language, I, uh, we always uh, raised him uh, bilingual. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, he speaks uh, Dutch with his father yeah. and uh, I speak English with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and in terms of roots, we, uh, we, we come to India every summer. So mm -hmm. he's uh, aware of, um, you know, how, uh, you know, what it's like to be in India. I used to also come in the summer. And uh, also in terms of speaking to family, my brother's uh, in Japan and mm -hmm. uh, he has his family as well. In, um, he's married to a Japanese woman. And uh, so we're, we're in touch and he speaks, my son speaks a little bit of Japanese too. So oh, he wow. can speak to my niece, yeah. Uh, because you know, I speak to him in English, but I have Japanese friends. So mm -hmm. when when we are speaking in Japanese, he picks up the language, and you know, some of my Japanese friends um, basically teach him that as well while speaking. So, in terms of language, yes, I've uh, we've maintained the the you know bilingual and um, and bilingual the the way of living as such. Yeah. Even now, when uh, when I'm in India, we, when we he speaks to everybody in English. Of course, English is uh, is, is uh, spoken yeah. in, in India, so so that works uh, for our family. In terms of uh, being a mom, I think I'm more of an Indian mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Why do you think that it is? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just I've just I've seen. Uh, like he's been to a school in Holland and um, yeah, I think I'm more of an, he, he keeps saying that as well, you know, I'm the strict Indian mom. So I think that I'm in, you know, I'm brought up in the, in the Asian way as well. So, yeah. and uh, so I think that's, that's left over. I'm learning, you know, as well, all the time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but in terms of parenting style, I would say I'm an Indian mom and uh, mm -hmm. everything that comes with it. <laughs> uh, so, what is a, what is specific for an Indian mom? I mean, is it only? It's not only stricter. I mean, as when I see myself, I, I see myself more as an Asian mother as as well. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I focus more on, um, I don't know if you have that too, but when I, when I have to, um, I, when I feel that I'm the Asian mom, I um, emphasize on how to 
study well and taking things more seriously maybe and more having more yeah. respect for for the adults yeah exactly i think that's quite uh, i mean in terms of respect for the adults i think you know you know a lot of parents teach that as well but in terms of like calling them like auntie and uncle and you know <laughs> things like that i mean we do that in india so you know calling elderly like you would never call somebody with their first name you know which is very common in holland you in know holland, yeah yeah and uh, and in terms of study yes because you know my son is currently here and he's the only child uh, he's the only child um, who's here and thankfully his school is uh, very cooperative mm-hmm. uh, but he's studying online mostly on his own and the school has sort of a curriculum because everybody else is in school yeah so you know they, they, you know sitting down and making a uh a plan for him he's like he was like you know you're more strict in the school <laughs> and he's like and I was uh, you know in terms of uh it's like if you waste 15 minutes it's going to go from your from your break he's like no <laughs> so we had you know that's quite funny when i look back at it and it's not funny for him of course but uh it's <laughs> I look I noticed that and then when I noticed that I realized okay you know you know I have to like you know mellow it down a little bit you know because he's a doing his bit. best to, yeah <laughs> he's doing his best to be right yeah <laughs> yes so I agree with you it's 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 like that yeah so it's the asian parent thing yeah but I'm learning as well and uh, you know I watch you know I have friends of course who are and I watch and I learn and uh, Yeah, it's different for me too. I'm learning. I'm learning all the time. Yes, me too. Yeah. We all do, I think. Yeah. As long as we live. <laughs> yeah. But I think I mean you you know the difference because when when they when the kids come and play, you know, when they come to play in your house, they know that, you know. Yeah. When that's especially when they're in elementary school, they know I think that it's an asian asian mom's house or something <laughs> because the rules are yeah. i don't know that thing that's what that's what my son used to tell me anyways oh uh, and that's uh, sometimes so funny yeah the reactions Absolutely. sorry yes yeah 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 go ahead i was i was laughing at what you said the reaction <laughs> no yeah i was also laughing but i mean it's sometimes uh, because i'm aware of the fact that i want to yeah loosen up and yeah not to be so strictly but so uh, it's still it's still in the in the genes and some things can't be uh, ignored <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah i realize you know i listen to what what they have to say as well so what he has to say as well so yeah and then um Yeah, I think it, it it's always it's continuously that part is also continuously evolving. I think. Of course, yeah. Because they are a different generation as well, right? From ours in and my parents' generations, you know, we took back we took on certain things. Yeah. But we're also very different from them. So, you know, they were also not passing on uh, yeah, I know and it's all I think like, you know, to be aware of those patterns to see that you know one doesn't pass it on to the next generation also 
Mm-hmm. And some of it, you know, of course, comes subconsciously, but if you observe it, I think then um, you're on your way, you know, to not pass on uh, certain patterns to the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I think uh, that part of it is also, <clears throat> sorry, also continuously evolving because we are also evolving, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm far from a perfect parent, so <laughs> I'm always learning. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's something. Uh, and in terms of a good human being, I think, uh, you know, by being one, whenever you can as oneself, I think, you know, by if you reflect that to them, then uh, that's something they pick up. That's not, I don't know if you can, uh, yeah, if you should lead by example, I think that, that helps. For me in, in my yeah. especially uh, during the teenage years uh, there are, um i see this uh, in my my son as well i mean he's um he is well he's he's, he's listening and um when he doesn't agree with me he also tells me okay mom this is not what the way i want to do this or I don't agree yeah. with you because um, my friends don't, don't do that. And then I always say, yes, but uh, I'm your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. your friends I have mean, their own. Yeah. Your friends have their own parents. So I don't, yeah. I don't care what they say, but, but that's <laughs> not true. I mean, that's not true. Of course. I mean, I, I, know, I know. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, I, because it, I mean, it's actually quite the jewel, right? Like the, at that age of the teenage years, like you can actually have a conversation with them. I really like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's and not... Of course, so, I mean, sorry. <laughs> so, of course, there are days when you just like, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't work out. But uh, I think but the fact that they, you know, they also evolve, you know, and then they're evolving. So... I find that that conversation that you can have is 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 really gold. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes they they also come up with refreshing insights, and so it's so beautiful to hear. Sometimes there's simplicity of things, how they yeah. see things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps you grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Very true. Oh. So, so your your uh, child is in uh, is in high school now, right? Yes, the Brugklas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also a revival for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, he he has the subjects like French and. Uh, uh, history, yeah. of course, also all those yeah. subjects, and I've I found it very interesting. So sometimes I I also read uh, his homework, and um, yeah, yeah, and especially the languages. Like uh, yeah, I mean he has now English and and uh, French and Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, my part when he's doing his homework and he has questions uh, for the languages he comes to me and for maths and biology uh, he, 
<laughs> he goes to uh, my husband. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maths is not my thing as well, you know. <laughs> no. It wasn't. No, it was never mine. But yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I like languages. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But you also speak I really, Yeah. Do you also speak Italian? Yeah, I'm uh, I never mentioned the fourth country, which I <laughs> Yeah. I was yeah, I'm going to tell you now. So, uh I think in uh 2011 I went uh, for a photography course mm. and um I went to Siena at that time and um Actually, I really loved, uh, I just fell in love with Italy at that time. And I said I would go back to uh, learn Italian. So it took me five years to go back. And then 2016, I went uh, to Siena to uh, take a two-year Italian course. Mm -hmm. And um, I really love, and since then, I've been studying Italian. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, I, that's my fourth country. It's one of the, like, <laughs> My life has taken me to, for example, to Japan, to India, and to the Netherlands. And, um, but in terms of Italy, I, uh, it's a country that I went to and I fell in love with. I just feel like it's home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I really love the language and uh, I don't, I can't explain it, but it's just, it just feels feels like love actually <laughs> yeah it is i i also yeah. love uh, italy and um i've learned the language long time ago but really yeah but yeah. i i never used the, the italian language so i i forgot almost everything <laughs> okay why well, is it there i'm sure it's there somewhere in the corner yeah <laughs> yeah when you visit italy it all comes out you know that italy has that effect on me. <laughs> well, you can you can speak with your body uh, with gestures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, let's see where Italy falls into place with the next adventure. You know. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. That's exciting. Well. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? what happens? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So you're open to live there. Um. Or is, is that? Yes, I think so. Like currently, maybe not like tomorrow or day after, but mm -hmm. um, actually, I want the best of all worlds. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I like um, because I know uh, you know Italy being Italy. There's you know in terms of you know bureaucracy, it's it's halfway India. Mm -hmm. So and I come to India every week. Yeah, sorry, every uh, year. So. Mm -hmm. I deal with enough of that, so <laughs> I like ease also, and uh, so who knows, I just leave it open, and uh, I chant about it, and uh, oh, really? something has to happen, yeah, when, the, you know, when something has to happen, it will happen. Wow. But in the meanwhile, I'm uh, learning, learning Italian, and uh, it just gives me joy, you know, to speak in Italian, and uh, oh, I can to imagine learn about that. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and uh, so it just gives me joy to do anything to do with Italy gives me joy. So, and that's a nice way, right, to keep yourself happy in the middle of a pandemic as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, good choice, Italy. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
And the yeah. food. Oh. I know. <laughs> like Indian food, you know. I mean, there's a, I find there's a lot of similarities between the uh, Indians and the it, and and Italians in terms of uh, you know food and cuisine and uh, how they deal with the food, you know, fresh food and a lot of I mean, spice, there's not a lot of spices. They don't use a lot of spices in Italy, but the way they deal with food, you know, it's very um, it's very vast and deep. Yeah. But I think it's also, um, you can go back in history, um, uh, in the time of Marco Polo, I think. Yeah. Those travelers. Yeah. I, I'm not sure um, how it uh, went, but uh, there are many influences, of course, from, uh, from all those travelers. Yeah. But it's very yeah, interesting. Sure. Sorry? I said, yeah, I'm sure there must be some kind of connection. There must be. There has always been a connection, yeah. Yeah. I think... And uh, yeah, Rick... I mean... yeah, sorry? No, no problem. Rick Stein um, from the BBC, you know his program? Cooking program? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, he has one uh, series of uh, Indian food and I think he mentioned something about also the connection with Italy, but I'm not sure. I know that he, had to, he uh, connected with the French cuisine and Indian food. But really? Think, that yeah. I have never heard of. Yeah, it's very interesting. Wow. I, I will yeah, share, I look that. Yeah, I will share um, the... I have a DVD here about uh, his... Uh, yeah, his... Um, Travel, uh, travel um, through India. Okay, that's uh, yeah, that would be nice. I will mention it. I will also mention it in the show notes. <laughs> oh yeah, good. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, see what the hell is talking about all countries. I mean, it's really nice. I really, uh, you know, love that side of it. But that that's the travel travel photography side as well. You know, it's different from um, you know every country is so beautiful. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, even the Netherlands, you know, it's just got the flat, completely flat landscape. But then it's just, it's got so many beautiful things, you know. It's really Holland is also a gorgeous country, and Italy is another gorgeous country, and and India, you know. So all the way where food uh, tastes are concerned, my in my stomach can take because uh, I was born and brought up in Japan. Yeah. So if I <laughs> Uh, I can't handle too many spices, so I'm like, if somebody, if my Indian friends tell me, like, what, are you Japanese? Like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that's really funny to see, right, how your upbringing just uh, uh, influences your, you know, your taste and your body and everything, right? Yeah. That's what about you? Do you eat uh, what, Asian food? Do you cook Asian food at all? Sometimes uh, I do, and my favorite food is absolutely Asian food. Um, dim sum, for example, uh, Chinese food. Um, but I also love Japanese food and uh, Thai food. Yeah. Actually, everything from Asia. But I also love uh, Italian food, but it also depends on the region of Italy. 
Yeah, so you're a foodie as well. <laughs> yeah, but I don't cook yeah. myself. I I'd rather eat <laughs> than cook. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I really envy those people who can cook. And when I I always could, um, look at uh, I always watch um, cooking uh, programs or yeah. And and then I see how easy they cook or yeah. make things, and then I think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Then then I try it myself, and then it doesn't taste that uh, good. So yeah, then I give up. <laughs> I'm sure it does. You mean it doesn't look as good, maybe, but it probably tastes good because maybe. like maybe <laughs> they have a lot of things going on, right? You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love food. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it influences a lot of it's a cultural thing, like also like there's a lot of like yeah, but in Holland, food, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I think uh, food is the the real connector f for all cultures. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot. Yeah, I mean, I see that too. It uh, brings up a lot of conversations, right? Absolutely. Speaking of good conversations, I think I could talk for hours about food with you. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I'd like to go to your special offer. The special offer you have for the listeners of this episode. And it's for the beautiful course you've created during the pandemic. Can you tell more about it? Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I um, once the uh, pandemic started, mm -hmm. um, we were all at home at that time. So I started gratitude posts on uh, on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, of course, to challenge myself to uh, you know find find uh, you know gratitude in every day as well. But I continued it from uh, about March twenty second. I think about two weeks uh, mm -hmm. online. And uh, that was a start to, uh, uh, to creating this course called uh, Life Through Your Lens. Because uh, I feel that now, uh, perhaps more than ever, we need to be reminded of the beauty that exists in our life and uh, express gratitude for it. Because this whole uh, you know, shift that we are experiencing in the global pandemic is unfolding, you know, month you know things are changing you know every month you know yeah and there's a lot of uncertainty and fear out there mm -hmm. and i can imagine that you know it, for me too you know for it can be challenging you know to find ways to slow down and calm and you know and reset yeah so i was fortunate uh, you know during the lockdown to be living in a beautiful place you know and uh, it was it was there that the course was created and um, so it, as I mentioned in the beginning it was easier for me to cope with the big things you know when I focused uh, and find and found meaning and gratitude for the small things yeah. you know like the wall sun sunshine on the wall or reflection in a puddle because we were lucky enough to go out for a walk you know there were many countries who were not uh, uh, they have they had strict lockdown you know they were not able to leave their house for 200 meters yeah and um, so that's the I, I created the, this is the reason why I created the course and my you know the, my desire is uh, for, you know 
the experience that you have through this course will help you to find you know your own piece through photography and centering you in the present moment and enhancing the sense of connection that you have with the world around you yeah in terms of uh, you know observation and open-mindedness through your lens yeah absolutely and uh, i would like to offer your uh, listeners uh, a 15 percent discount on the on the course mm -hmm. and uh, claudia you'll be uh, putting the discount code at the bottom yes absolutely all details about the discount code and of course about Vinita can be found on the website multiwomanandco.com or on Instagram at multiwomanandco. If you look up for Vinita's episode, you will find all information you need. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to say like uh, what the course consists of. It's, uh, it's 15 days of creative prompts uh, designed to be followed every other day. So that it leaves you time to reflect uh, on your creations between the tasks. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. This is such a great opportunity and I love the whole idea of taking time to capture those little things and practicing and seeing the pure beauty and also fun in our daily lives. I mean, when I speak for myself, I often forget to take pictures and even when I have literally the camera in my hands. Yeah, because your phone is your camera now, right? Everybody uses, everyone has it at hand. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the easiest way to, uh, you know, uh, document what is happening around you. Absolutely. So this is the, this is the beautiful uh, gift from Finita to you, to Thank all of you. So, so go to the website <laughs> and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you, Finita. Thank you, Claudia. It's been nice chatting. Yes, I, I love it. Yeah, okay. Well, stay Thank safe. Thank you so much for connecting all the way from here. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Stay safe. Thank you. I'm wishing you a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. As you've heard, we have a special offer for you. A discount code for Finita's course, Life in Lockdown Through Your Lens. You can find the code and information on how to sign up for the course on multiwomanandco.com. For now, stay safe and take good care of yourself. <laughs>